Today we caught back up with your friend Megan, who had probably the biggest weekend of her life. What a story. Yeah, it's so awesome to hear about what she has going on. Also found out that uh, you guys really stink at Country Poetry. Oh man, that was a bad one today. And (laughs) can you flash your lights at another car and avoid going to jail? That's what we had up uh, with Mike Bryant from the Law Offices of Bradshaw and Bryant. We covered a lot of ground today, so let's get into it. Here's the podcast. It's another day, another day. Wake up. It's Kelly and Wood. Kelly and Wood in the morning. When we talked to Megan on Friday, she had probably the biggest weekend of her life coming up. No doubt. Because their surrogate was going to give birth to their child. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, would, I was thinking about this all weekend. Such a heartwarming story. And we got Megan back on the phone with us right now. Megan, how is it going? It's going really well. He is not sleeping that great, but <laughs> we're figuring this parenthood stuff out, taking <laughs> shifts and... Um, Figuring out how to prevent as much spit up as humanly possible. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Yeah. Have you gotten the first diaper, yeah. that black one? Yes, it was so gross. I was like, oh my gosh, it looks like a little more oil coming out of his duca. Yeah. What do they call that? Mercomium or something yeah, like that? It's something like, I almost took my baby back. I was like, look, this thing's broken. <laughs> Fix him. <laughs> well, how, how big was the baby boy? Eight pounds, four ounces. Uh, 21 inches long, so he's pretty tall, and literally everyone is like, he's so cute, he's so cute, and I was like, you guys just say that, and the nurses are like, no, we don't, we just don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. I'm trying to think back of what they did when my ch- children were born. Well, he looks like you, sir. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. So what has, been, what has been the biggest surprise for you since getting this child home? Um, probably just trying to feel like this is really happening and it's not a dream at the hospital. It was, we were in a weird situation being in the hospital because that's not normal. And then we had this little baby that we didn't really know. So that was kind of like strange. And now we have him home at our house that we're comfortable and like used to, but we're not used to him yet. So just kind of like getting everybody together and figuring it out has been kind of difficult, but we're getting there. Now, were you guys in the room when Vincent was born? Um, We weren't. Um, There was some complications with delivery, so Mm. we weren't. We got to see him as soon as he came out. We heard him screaming and crying down the hallway, which, like, was... I couldn't even describe the feeling hearing my son cry down the hallway. Yeah. I'm getting emotional thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny thinking back, you know, you're talking about the late night feedings and all that kind of stuff. Those are some of my most fond memories now. Really? Looking back, just, just those silent moments where it was like, everything was quiet except for you and you know your child sitting there like at the time you're like god dang it i just want some sleep (laughs) but now now looking back you know with rose colored glasses on it's like god those are some of my favorite moments of of having a newborn yeah it's pretty special just to be able to have that private moment with him where you're just listening to him breathe and he's like in your little nook of your neck it's really yeah it's really special when they're looking up at you and dozing off that's the that's the best man oh man i want to have another kelly's gonna cry in here you're crying (laughs) kelly's gonna cry jeez (laughs) so so do you get time off of work for all of this because you know you do have a newborn do you get to have some time off and um well the place that i work um offers short-term stability uh which is usually like 66% of your pay uh, for 12 weeks. But because I didn't birth him, I don't qualify for that. So they allowed me the time to be off with him under FMLA, but not to be compensated. So that's really difficult because you don't get this time back, but you also have bills to pay and you can't call (laughs) your electric bill people and be like, Oh, by the way, I'm bonding with my baby. Can you guys just take that as a payment? Yeah. Cause (laughs) I never really difficult, but for the most part, again, all this kind of stuff, you know, in a few years from now, it'll just kind of all be, you know, I I can't explain it, but it just, it all kind of just becomes good memories at some point. Yes. Yes. Every day with him is so exciting and fun. And to see my husband, like being a dad, (laughs) Oh, Jesus. That's just like the most amazing thing because he's such a great husband and his dad's skills are so great and on point. And he's just totally in love with Vincent. And they're just two little peas in a pod. Awesome. 
It's awesome. It really, truly is. Couldn't be happier for you guys. Megan, these are these are the ones that I love because I love when we get to be a part of this story. Just because when you were on with us on Friday, a woman had texted in, and uh, she was in tears because she said she had been on a six-year journey of trying to do the same type of thing, and they just had a baby, too. So mm-hmm. I know your story resonates oh. with a ton of people. So thank you for letting us all be a part of it. Yeah, I love that. Congratulations to her because that's so amazing. I know it's like one in four people or couples have infertility issues now, and it's something that doesn't get enough attention, and it's devastating. So congratulations to them. I hope she gets to hear this. Yeah. Well, go take a nap, Mom, all right? Get them as many as you can. <laughs> Matt's on dad duty today, so I'm going to take a nap, take a shower, act like a human being and not a zombie. <laughs> Kelly and Wood. The Big Bag O question. Come on now. Wood has a list there of questions we've been asked over the days and years, and now we'll get to one of them. All right, so uh, pick a number here real quick. Uh, between 1 and 123. 26. Oh, ooh, okay. Uh, Going low. Uh, Landon actually sent this one in. Oh, this one's very simple. I like this one. What's your biggest fear? Oh, gosh. Biggest fear? Yeah. Now, we're, not, we're not talking about like losing a child or something no, like that. Like, I think that's you know pretty self-explanatory. That's everyone's. Uh, how about just yeah, something you're afraid of? I'll tell you like a weird fear. I You know one of my biggest fears? Being locked up for a crime I didn't commit. Right. And I don't know why that is. I think there was like kind of a t- popular theme in movies back in the 90s or something. Okay. And I think it was just like, oh my God, that would be horrible. To, and then like you would hear these stories about people that would get out after 30 years after like DNA evidence came around finally, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, they didn't actually commit that crime. They just gave up 30 years of their life. You wouldn't do well in prison either. No, not at all. That's why it would be rough for you. I, I'd, I'd be, okay. be Debella DeBall. Yeah. That would, that, so I can see why you would be so frightened of you, that. You look like you're from prison. Yeah. Like he would just fit right into the fold. Oh, without a doubt. Then they would try to fight him, and then he would see how that goes. <laughs> not my Raynaud syndrome. <laughs> That's not funny, guys. I'd be more worried about my vertigo, but that's not about me. <laughs> Wood, would you like some time in the yard? No, I have Renaud syndrome. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I can't. I hate. I hate with a capital H not being able to move my arms. Okay, like if I have to like go in tubes or anything like that for like an MRI or CAT scan. Like if I can't move my arms, I freak out. That's like a claustrophobic thing, right? I, oh I, yeah. Like it, honestly, I don't mind tight spaces, but like if I can move my arms, if I can't move my arms, I feel like I'm just trapped. In an MRI, can you like is it that tight that you can't? I've never had an MRI before. It it depends. Like, but of course, when I was big, it was tough. I remember one time I, I they gave me like a medicine to like mellow me out. Yeah, and I still came. F- I knocked a woman down. Because Jeez. like I started to panic, I yeah. just couldn't. I had to go to like an open MRI, yeah, which is a different deal. And I, if I can't move my arms, I wig. No, and I don't. I don't blame you. That sounds about, terrible. What about you, Brian? Pro- like probably like heights is one of them. Yeah, like, I remember going up to the what's the tall building in Chicago, like the really one the, Sears Tower. It used yeah. to be the Sears. It's something else now. Yeah, you, the Willis Tower. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, but you can look over. Like you can lean against it and look down. Yeah. And then like just that. like standing and looking and going. If this glass just went out, yeah, I got like, no way. I'm just going. Isn't there like a building in New York, or maybe it is in Chicago, where you can go down like a glass slide on the outside of the building? Yeah. So I think that might be in Chicago I've or New York. That. I can't remember. The one at Willis is like, you can go into this room, and then it leans forward. So you just hold on to these bars, <laughs> oh, man. and it leans you forward. Imagine if that mechanism just went out. Yeah. It's got to have like 37 fail-safes on it. You but, would hope, but... I- I have the same thing though. Like I don't mind driving over bridges, but I do not like walking over bridges. Really? Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah. Like, th- like the lift bridge in Duluth. We go there a lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like I'm choking up about. It. <laughs> no, <laughs> but we go there a lot, and I have the hardest time walking over that bridge because you can like see the water down through it, and it just freaks me hmm. out, man. It's very weird. But see, on the same vein, water. I, I, you know me. If I can't see the bottom of water, I'm, I'm not going to go win it. Right. Because I don't know. We know more about the surface of the moon than we know about the bottom of the oceans. Yeah. That should freak you out. That's- and also, another one that freaks me out, I got a list, are, <laughs> you ever see those videos where it shows you like Earth and then like zooms out and it starts it to show you? Going, yeah. And, it, and then all of a sudden you realize just like how small and insignificant 
we yeah. are mm-hmm. when oh, it comes yeah. to the, the uh uh-uh. that's why i don't like space space I like is stupid I, space is stupid mm-hmm. have you seen the the video you're talking about walking over bridges there's like a glass bridge somewhere in asia I oh think. yeah and oh, doesn't it, like, it changes yeah d- doesn't it have like screens in it so it can look like it's yeah. shattering while and, you're on and it and people are walking slow and then they have one that's glass but it swings Nah. Could you imagine that? Nah. Why? Held on, held on by rope? Oh, hell no. Nah. There's just no way. Yeah, heights is bad. Uh, getting locked up for a crime I didn't commit, that's bad. Do we got any texts coming in? Uh, Rose texted in snakes. Snakes don't bother me. Yeah. I mean, it freaks me out that they can move without legs, and I think that's why it messes me up a well, little bit. Well, that's why they're the devil. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't trust it, but I've never gotten freaked out by snakes. Are the people texting in spiders? Of course. Spiders have to be on the list. There's a yeah, couple people that's said a that. big one. Uh, when flying, I'm always worried that I'm going to miss my flight. Marlene, that's the way I feel. I'm not afraid of flying at all, but the amount of anxiety I get knowing that I'm going to have to go take a trip, I'm always worried about... Luggage getting lost, mm-hmm. missing a flight, uh, fill in the blank. You the know? takeoff is the scariest part for me. When they get on the thing, they're like, all right, we have overbooked this flight. If anybody would like to give up their seat. I get so much anxiety when they start doing that. Well, they're not going to, you don't have to take hey, the deal. I'm not saying, we're t- hey. I'm just saying, you don't have to take hey, the, the deal. The ocean is safe. When I'm not sitting here <laughs> judging your things that you're afraid of. I'm the, I'm the exact opposite. I my You want to talk about a fear? I hate getting to the airport like three hours before my flight. Oh, I love it. You stand around like a moron. No, you go I, sit at the bar and you talk to activities. people. There's activities that can be Because yeah. you don't drink. That's why so much of your free time can be filled up by drinking. You don't realize that. <laughs> Like when I go to the bar, I'm like, all right, let's saddle up and see where everyone's going. Yeah, because yeah, I sit down with my family of four, and I got a hundred and twenty dollar, you know, tab for a microwave burrito. That's like one. The airport drinks are insane. Oh yeah. The last time I traveled, I think I got a whiskey on the rocks, and I think it was like twenty five dollars for one drink. What else Jesus. you gonna do? Stand like a moron next to wood over there at the window? So, that sober fool over there. <laughs> I'm tying one on. Forget about it. All right. Well, there was the big list. What was that? Oh, big bag of questions. Yeah, from Landon. Good question. Yeah, that was a really good one. And uh, hopefully we got to the bottom of some stuff there. Kelly and Wood. It's time to add a touch of class to the show with a little bit of country poetry. Now, I have country music lyrics, and I'm going to read them in poetry style. Right. You will buzz in when you know the song title and artist. Now, the artist should be easy. There is a theme today, okay? This is where Brian Riley always wins. He must be more, he must pay attention more to the lyrics than I do. Now, we love animals here. So, Kelly, what animal will you be buzzing in as? How about the ever present in my life? Uh,. Dog, I guess. I don't know. I got Solid. It. Yeah, I got. Thanks, well, I got well, thanks for not even telling me what you were going to do before we go on the air. Why don't we just yell out our names? Why do we have to be animals? It's boring. Brian Riley, what animal will you be? You're boring. I'm always the same animal. I'm always a, a toucan or a, a bird. A caw, whatever that one is. I like it. Hur, hur. There you go. Oh, dog pound. What's up? Hur, hur. You need a little bit, of, a little nicer of a dog. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Song title. I need the song title and artist. All right. Let's go. Our first one here. My mama and daddy. Tried to teach me courtesy, but it never sank in till that girl got a hold of me. Now I'm holding umbrellas and opening up doors. I'm taking out the trash. I'm sweeping my floor. Brian looks like he has it. I'm crossing my fingers and counting every kiss, praying that it keeps going on like this. Because I like it. I love it. Kelly! Tim McGraw. I like it. I love it. Yes! (laughs) You you had to get to the chorus. My mama and daddy tried to teach me courtesy. Boy, that was a bad one. Yeah. The worst part, like I, I'm like thinking of it, but then I have to hear him say right. it still, so I'm, I'm getting cross referenced. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the cross referencing. This is gonna be bad. All right, Becca said, "How the hell do you guys not know this one?" <laughs> because Sorry, you turn your radio down. I, yeah, when you're on, when the pressure's on. Song title and artist. Here Let's we go. go. I got one. That's one for the kid. Better than I was, more than I am, and all of this happened by taking. Oh. Your hand. And who I am now oh. is who I wanted Ka-ka! to Is it Brian. better than I used to be, Tim McGraw? No. Oh, that's one strike. But it doesn't matter. You can guess again, right? <sighs> He's got five seconds, though. Oh. Is who I wanted to be. And Shoot. now that we're together, 
I'm stronger than ever. I'm happy and free. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful thing. Don't think I can keep it all in. Ooh, Dang it, I know. Ooh. And if you ask me why I've changed, all I've got to do is say your sweet name. <laughs> it's your love. It just does something to uh, me. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tim McGraw, it's your love. Yes, I should say it. <laughs> Kelly's only getting it because of the chorus line. I know. I literally am having to wait till the chorus. Whew, hey, all right. this is me and my wife dancing this song at our wedding. Well, obviously, it meant a lot to you. Yeah, <laughs> I really filed that one in the old love box. Well, as you can tell, Tim McGraw here is. Well, excuse me. <laughs> all right, song title and artist song number three. I think I'm seeing a pattern. Our party in the club is a honky-tonk downtown. <laughs> yeah, that's where we like to hang out. Chilling in the back room, hanging with my whole crew, sipping on a cold brew. Hey, now, got a mixed-up playlist. DJ, play this. Want to hear a country song? If you like it up loud, in your hill, Billy Proud. Throw your hands up now. Let me hear you shout. Dang it, what song is it? Truck Yeah. No. Don't don't you dare. Fine, let's take it. Nope, it's too late. Now you make me Kelly, feel bad. what is it? Truck Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should all be ashamed of this here. All right, what is the tiebreaker worth? Tiebreaker's four, four worth four points. points. All right, here we go. Here we, we go. go. We got to hurry up. We're running late. And it's about a love song. I I think one of the greatest love songs there. Get this one quick, Brian. Here we go. We're running late. Go with the chorus right away. I knew just <laughs> what to say. Now I found out today that all the words had slipped away, but I know there's always a chance. A tiny spark will remain. Yeah. And sparks turn into flames. And love can burn once again. But I know you know. Whenever you call me, I'll be there. Whenever you want me, I'll be there. Cacaw? Whenever. Yes. Is this still Tim McGraw? No. No. It's, oh. uh, I'll be there is the song. By no, no. Incorrect. No, it is. It's what it is. Is it Jackson 5, I'll be there? No. I just <laughs> <laughs> no, that's wrong. Whenever you need me, I'll, I'll be, there. be there. No. Just I'll call be my... around. I'll be around. Uh, uh, who is that? Marvin Gaye? <laughs> no. Uh, it's Pitbull. I... Whenever you want. Is it Earth, Wind, and Fire? No. Uh, he you should get what? negative points for guessing all, all these wrong. get it wrong. It's the spinners. I'll be around. That's what I said. You threw us off with the whole Tim McGraw thing. Everyone knows the time record's whatever. It's a jam. Pop Pori. Right. Erroneous. Erroneous. <laughs> yeah. You guys suck. Does Kelly lose points for getting all those wrong? He had like 30 guesses. We all lost points for hearing this. Well, no, that's. <laughs> I win. It's your game. Do better then. <laughs> this is. Don't you dare Wait. spin the face of the game. Erroneous. <laughs> hey, Erroneous. <laughs> Kelly and Woods, small town salute. We want to say good morning to everybody listening in Argusville, North Dakota, population 418. Argusville, North Dakota is a city on the rise. They've seen a population boom. Going back to 2008, population was only 147. That must mean Mayor Darren Wetzel is running a pretty tight ship over there. That's why Argusville, North Dakota, you get today's small town salute. That was your small town salute with Kelly and Wood in the morning. Kelly and Wood. I flashed my lights, and now I got a ticket. That's what we have up today, and better call Brian as we are joined by Mike Bryant from the law offices of Bradshaw and Bryant. Uh, this came into the Kelly and Wood Instagram page as I was given a ticket for flashing my lights at a car. The car did not have their headlights on, but a cop pulled me over and gave me a ticket for that. My friend has told me that it's, uh, it is legal to warn people about police in Minnesota flashing lights. It's not against the law. Something about First Amendment. 
Mm. Um, <laughs> there's probably a First Amendment uh, argument. Um, the friend, uh, you know, we've talked about friends before. Some friends know what they're talking about. <laughs> Lots of friends have no clue what they're talking about, and they're talking out of their, you know, Wikipedia background. <laughs> you know, law degree. Um, but uh, people flashlights for different reasons. They flash lights to tell people there's cops up there, slow down. Um, or if you flash lights because their lights are off, you know, you're letting them know that they have their lights on. There's the old myth out there that there were gangs out there that if you flashed their lights, they would come kill you. I was just about to say that. For a solid year, I didn't tell anyone their yeah. lights were off. Yeah. <laughs> like, you ain't gonna get me! Because they'll come get you. You know, I, I don't know. I've never heard that as being real, but you know, as far as it goes. Um, sounds like this person at least had a safety concern they were able to go back on to say, look, I they didn't they had their highlight or their high beams on or they didn't have the lights on. I was just letting them know. Um sometimes you're just giving a notice as far as it goes. I've always thought it, it it's a weird sheen because if you have a cop back here and you're worrying about the cop here, that means there has to be a cop up there to see you do it. Mm. You know, and so, you know, yeah, I, it would be interesting to see what they were charged with and that would be one I think you'd go in and talk to the prosecutor and say, come on, really? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> that there shouldn't be anything. But depends on what it is. You know, if it's, if it's, uh, um, if it's clearly an issue where there's some safety issue that the police can point to saying, this is how you made it unsafe by what you did, then, you know, they could charge you, depending on what they charge you with. Is it illegal to tell somebody that a cop's up ahead? I, off the top of my head, I, I, I think there's potential charges they could give you. Yeah. Because you're, if, if you know somebody's speeding and you're stopping them from speeding so that they don't get a ticket, are you kind of interfering in, in the process? I don't know. But like you even know. Google Maps will tell you when there's a cop up ahead. Right. I don't even know how it knows. Yeah, it yeah I don't. Because I, cause I think somebody else does reports it. it. Somebody else reports it. Oh, and okay. so then it pops up as far as it goes and stuff. Is Google, you know, contributing to safer society or not? I. Who knows? But they, there, there's a lot of creative laws out there that you can cobble together if you can show that there's the requisite danger that was created. Now, the only and if this is trustry, I have a lawyer here to protect me on this mm-hmm. one. I think I'll be honest with you. If I see a cop like hiding, I'll warn other people coming the other direction. But if a cop's like sitting in the middle of the intersection or something, I don't because my and this is my thinking. If I flash my lights at somebody that a cop's up ahead, well, they're going to slow down no matter what. So I mean, aren't I? Making the street safer? Yeah, I I would. Are you making them safer or are you just keep, keeping a person from getting in trouble? I, there's a couple of different arguments there. I don't like speed traps. I think speed traps are garbage. Yeah. I think they're money revenue sources to just get people that don't mean to do anything. You know, And I don't know that... Sometimes I look at it and I, it's like, what's the danger here? If there's no weather conditions, if there's no you know issue, but arguably speed kills and when yeah. you look at the you look at the the numbers on deaths in minnesota on the roads a big percentage of those are speeding there's a bunch that are alcohol related but bigger are speeding so you know some people get going way too fast and they can't stop in time and that's the safety issue that's it yeah wow that's interesting all right We'll do this again next week when we are joined by Mike Bryant from the law offices of Bradshaw and Bryant for Better Call Bryant. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. All right, Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score. We're going to put it up on the trash scale and trash flash. We're headed to Florida. Yes, that's where we are headed to Fathoms. Fathoms is a restaurant and bar when officers are told that there is a disturbance in progress. Well, sure enough, when they showed up, they found themselves a gal at the bar raising cane. Now, the interesting part of this, when I say raising cane, she may have actually been raising her actual cane. That's because she was 81 years old. Yeah. She was making a uh, quite a scene. She had become combative with restaurant employees that had cut them off. She was trying to punch the one uh, when the officer showed up. And as you can imagine, she's 81 years old and she's loaded. Well, when officers got there, they noticed that the woman was in intoxicated rage. She then turned her, well, rage, I guess, 
on one of the officers. She grabbed one of the officers by the neck and began slapping the officer's hands as she was being escorted to a quieter place in the establishment. She wasn't done. She began screaming profanities and saying that she wanted the names of everyone because she was going to take him out. Jugging him. Jugging him. Jugging him. Well, that's when officer said, okay, I think we've had enough of this, and placed her in handcuffs, but she still wasn't done. She, according to authorities, struck one in the f- with full force in the groin area. Oh, dang. Now, I don't know about the full force of an 81-year-old kick, but... No, no, man. She's all hopped up on Goofenthal. Still, if it, you know, even if it grazed the old <laughs> coin purse, it could hurt. It don't take much, Wood. It don't take much. Well, the woman, by the way, uh, was well-known to the restaurant. She lives nearby and apparently comes in there and gets goosed up quite often. Well, she was charged with disorderly conduct, three counts of battery on a law enforcement officer, and intimidation in the form of death threats. I wonder if you're that old. Do you wake up the next day with any regrets? Or be like, ah, it's just being old. Man, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like well, me, I would wake up the next day feeling like a fool, right, if I did something like this. But if you're in your 70s, you're just like, yeah, you know what? It happens. Not Doris. Yeah. It's like, you know what? They had it coming. <laughs> By are the you... way, the uh, arresting officer did not require any medical treatment. Okay. Well, just, oh, oh, give me a minute. I was just thinking, would they tase uh, somebody of that advanced years? I can't. You're 81. No. I'm just saying. If like, they did, would you, I'd probably get like a chair behind them in, in case. Yeah. You know. <laughs> help them gently fall. <laughs> All right, tase them, and then I'll just help them down here. All right. Let's give it a score, Wood. Come on. Uh, is being drunk at a bar in your 80s, is that trashy? Yeah. Okay. Because that's a glimpse of my future right there. But, yeah. So I'm only going to score it 125 points. All right. I'm going to keep it low for mm. that one. For future, uh, Kelly. But yes. But getting violent mm-hmm. at the bar in your 80s when drunk. It's trashy. I'm sorry, Mima. It's just trash. That's right. I'm gonna give it 200 points on that. Uh, and then what did she? What else did she do? She tried to kick an officer. Well, she tried to punch the employees first. Oh, right. We're trying to cut her off. We'll give that 175 for punching employees. We'll give her 150 for kicking a police officer. Right. Uh, what else do we got on uh, this? She did one? threaten them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she threatened a couple so, death threats. That's, in yep, there. that's 125 points. She was arrested. Golly, how long do you keep her arrested? Eight minutes. You know? And how does it look when you're bringing her into the police station? Just sit down, please. I'd probably just bring her home. You know what I mean? I would just be like, come on. Uh, this, we'll keep this between us. All right. Just relax, Mildred, and this can all be done. <laughs> all right. I got a score here, Wood, and it, uh, it actually racked up pretty quick for such a short story. Are you ready? Come on. Today, arcane-wielding woman attacking employees and police officers earns herself a whopping... 850 points. Trash. Kelly and Wood. Vending machine throwdown. Oh, man. All right, maybe not everything needs a title. No. Uh, well, what is this, Wood? Now, this story comes out of uh, Japan as these new vending machines are popping up that are selling meat out of it. Oh, good grief. But it's a very specific type of meat. Is it frozen, at least? Uh, it says, all this says it's refrigerated machine. So I'm guessing oh. not. Otherwise, it would say frozen, right? I'm just picturing like a steak. This. <laughs> Falling off. The- mm. Well, it's one kind of meat and one kind of meat only. It's whale meat. Oh, okay. Now, I, I, though, as far as I know about whaling, it goes, uh, what was that show that was hot there for a minute? Whale where, Wars, wasn't yeah. it called or something like yeah. that, where they were chasing down these whale hunters? It was yep. like the PETA guys, right? Yeah. It was an interesting show. Well, how much would you guess is a pound of whale meat? Oh, gosh. Out of a vending machine, mind you. I mean, uh, in, not to be insensitive, but I'm guessing a whale yields a ton of meat. But so, I think a lot of them are fat, so I'm not buying fat here, I hope. Okay. Whale meat mm-hmm. for one pound? One pound. $13 a pound. Brian? I mean, you're bringing it up, so I'm going to say a little bit more. I'm going to say $19 a pound. $23 a pound Ooh, for whale. Wee. And I know like there's been like a lot of pushback on that in like the whaling industry. And so honestly seeing some of those videos yeah. is pretty brutal. And in well, fact, if you've seen Avatar 2, this is 
kind of a prevailing thing on it as well. You know that guy from Minnesota, Sonny, I can't think of his last name, but he has that channel, Best Food Review Show, Best Ever Food Review Show. He was just on Joe Rogan. Okay. He's from like central Minnesota. He's got like 10 million subscribers Is on he YouTube. Sock Rapids? Sock Rapids, yeah. Oh, he's doing well. He's doing very Good well. Good for him. Like his videos since being on Joe Rogan are getting like in the 30 million views now. But well, anyway, now he's on here. Right now. Yeah. Get ready, Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> you are destined for great. I'd love to get him on the show, but I'm, he's way too big time for us but anyway that being said in one episode he ate whale and got a ton of pushback for it but he's like look these cultures do it i'm not it's like i'm out there hunting a whale that wouldn't have otherwise been hunted but but he said he didn't really like the taste of whale he said it wasn't that good to me i don't know it seemed bland but it's well he also ate dolphin because that's messed up man why though one of the one of the islands that he went to they eat dolphins wasn't there a documentary about that about eating dolphins? Yeah, like catching them. And that it was like... Well, they, they kind of like force them all into shore. And then it's just a... It's pretty... Oh, they have like the clubbing stuff. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. brutal. Yeah, it's, but, but that's what they do. That's their culture, you know? like. But they, have, they can like make decisions and stuff. And they can recognize things. They're a very sentient being. I will give you that. Yeah. But they yeah. also... Uh, some cultures eat it. But he said the dolphin was delicious. That's messed up. <laughs> Why is it Right. Why, at least tell me it's terrible so I can feel it? better about myself. He was like, this is really good. He was eating like a dolphin sandwich. Mm. It was like dolphin on toast he was eating. Why well, you even cook that? He's fried up like a steak. It looks like it's like a red meat. It looks like steak. Ooh. The dolphin does. Well, if you want some whale, the uh, vending machine owner, it, this is taking off over there. They're planning to have 100 more well, vending machines selling whale meat in the next five years. So what do you, you got to take it home and cook it, though, right? Like, you can't just eat raw whale. I mean, well, right. I mean, but I imagine it's just like, you know, buying stuff at the grocery store. Right, but I'm saying like a vending machine, you it should drop it like into a frying pan or something. You vend it, drop it into a frying pan, you got hot whale. <laughs> Sounds like a real, real nice setup you got there. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. Now, what is it, like 15 below zero out right now? Across the Midwest, Some, pretty somewhere, much. Yeah, everywhere. Well, there was a cold spell back in the Yukon back in 1947 where it dropped to 83 degrees below zero Fahrenheit. Gross. That, can you even imagine what that would feel like walking no. outside? Anyway, it was so cold outside that you could hear people talking up to four miles away because there was just nothing. There was no nothing in the air to stop to slow down the sound sound wave. See, this goes back to... Remember you hated that one that I did that time? Would cars get better gas mileage in cold weather? Yeah. Like, even the owner of the company was like, that That was horrible. Mm-hmm. Well, this is why I thought that. Smart to go back to it. Because cold air, <laughs> cold air holds less debris and particulate matter. So I thought, you know... So you could hear people talking up to four miles away. Another phenomenon is that people's breath was just turning to powder and falling to the ground. Like the old videos where you go out there with the hot water and throw right. it in the air. It was so cold that that's what was happening. And the, the river that once runs through the town sounded like shotgun blasts going off all day long. Because it was just so cold and the ice was cracking. And Where was this at again? In, the, in uh, Snag. It's a town of Snag in the Yukon. That's Canada, right? Sure. So you don't know where the Yukon is? I can Google I it. I don't. Oh, yeah. it does, what is it? That, that's neither here nor there. It doesn't, it doesn't matter where it is. Canada. The, the thing, okay, cool. The thing that matters is that it got to 83 degrees below zero. You could hear people talking four miles away. Oh, it's that spot up there in Canada that touches Alaska. Our house. Above the Arctic Circle. Okay. Is it above the Arctic Circle? I have no idea. Okay. I just know it's, it's way up uh, there. It, you know, it's, it flirts with it? No, I mean, it's by the uh, Gulf of Alaska. Ah, yes. The I got 40,000 people living up there, man. In in the where? Yukon. Really? Yeah. Why? That's what I, I get. I don't know, man. Do you think they come here and they're like, oh, look at this heat oh, wave. Oh, so nice. Only 15, 15 below. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They come off the plane with shorts and t-shirts on. Can you really tell the difference, though, between 83 below zero and, say, 20 below zero? Yeah. Yeah. You think I, so? When we had one of those polar vortexes come through, it was like... The air temp was like 41 below zero. Yeah. And I, I wanted to go outside and feel, just to feel what that felt like. And there was no wind. There was nothing. And like you said, it was just nothing. Like it was yeah. so quiet. 
But as soon as you go out there, like your skin starts to tingle. I'm surprised. And that's your skin dying. Is that why you have Raynaud's syndrome? Because you did that? No, I had oh, that long before that. All right. But I'm surprised with you. That was very brave. I was only, but I only went out there for maybe 30 seconds and well, thought, eh, this is pretty stupid. I think it was our first year when I brought my wife up here from Texas. No. And I think it was like 35 below one day or something like that. And she just she couldn't wrap her brain around it. Muy frío. Ay, no bueno. Me no like. Because it's a hundred degree difference from Texas yeah. to here. Can you imagine that? I think the hottest temperature I ever experienced in Texas was like 114 one day. Ugh. That's a hundred, almost 150 degree difference than that day. Kevin texted in two years ago. There was a hockey tournament outside during a cold snap, and the pucks were shattering. Seriously? Where was that? Where was that, Kevin? Somewhere right across the uh, Wasn't that Hockey Day, Minnesota? Was it? And And it was that cold? They had the Hockey Day set up. I think that's what it was. And they had it outside because they do it every year. Right. And it was during the one of the polar vortex. They were like, we can't really... One Cancel time, this. when it was here in St. Cloud, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was cold, but I don't think it was that yeah. cold. Was the year Thomas Rhett came, that was the same, Thomas Rhett came, did an outdoor show for the Wild game that was at uh, Target Field. He said he'd never going to do an outdoor show in Minnesota unless it's like August. That would like, be never brutal, again. man. All right. That's why we're well, tougher than those Southern Bells, You have man. to be. What else are you going to do? Complain? Can't handle it. Get out there. Stop mm. being a baby. Mr. Gillino. Stop with your Raynaud syndrome. Hey, that's a serious thing. <laughs> Raising <laughs> right? awareness. You haven't raised awareness in a long time, I so should. I'm forgetting about it. All right. And either way, maybe you didn't find that one interesting. The part about hearing people talk from four miles away, that part is super interesting to me. But if you didn't like it, sorry about that. I ain't worried about it because I'm going to have another one tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that. And if you don't like it, fine. Turn around. Don't look. Because sometimes. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track, our first break from 540 in the morning. We take a little trip down memory lane with old school arcade games. Playing, yeah, your video game lifestyle. And then, uh, Wood, I think you have to register as an offender. I grabbed Tush. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't apologize. Well, I did apologize a and lot. And not a familiar Tush. Yeah. Uh, you'll hear that story, too, right now in our bonus track, our first break from 540 in the morning. Kelly and Wood. That's like when you do the whole book report and you didn't really read it. And many people in that era had yeah. signs of... <laughs> where you read the first chapter, yeah. then you you forget, then you maybe read half of the last chapter, then you read the back cover to fill in the middles. The reasons I like this book are long and diverse, and I will tell them to you right now mm-hmm. in alphabetical order. I, Honest to God, I believe that is where I... Learn so many of my BSing skills. I believe children are the future, too. Of getting up there in front of a classroom of kids, having no clue what I'm going to talk about, much like the Michael Scott meme. Sometimes I just start a sentence, I have no idea where it's going to go. Scott's talk. And I just find out where I'm going on my way. And sure enough, I would get up there, I would BS my way through, and when I sat down with that C, yeah. I was more proud of that C than that nerd who read the entire yeah. book, studied, and got that A. Because you had the gift of time that you gave yourself. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? You may have read this book. You may have gotten knowledge and set yourself up to a fantastic career. Yep. But I played Mario for four days in a row. I was the same with like tests on a book. I would I was always get the movie guy. Mm-hmm. And then I would get yeah, I'd get like a B minus, C plus. Cool. I got to see a movie over the weekend and I passed my test. On to the next thing, please. You know what? On to HVAC school. Shout out to Cliff Notes. Yeah. If it wasn't for Cliff Notes. Do those still exist? I no, Yeah, it's called the internet now. <laughs> <laughs> Where would I find a book? <laughs> that shortens this book into a smaller book. <laughs> Sir, it's called Wikipedia. Get the hell out of here. I bet, you could, I bet there's tons of YouTube videos, too. Like, if you looked up, like, To Kill a Mockingbird Explained in Five Minutes. Mm-hmm. I bet they... But then the teacher always has deep cut questions, though. Right. So you got to be careful. And I was always worried that Cliff Notes would screw me. Now, I have no idea why the makers of Cliff Notes would shoot themselves in the foot and give me a wrong, a red herring, if you will. Right. And, you know, like, uh, what, what's the guy's name in The Great Gatsby? Gatsby? Yeah. And he was like, you know, <laughs> all of a sudden then he wanted to build like a rocket ship to the moon and slip it in the Cliff Notes. And I bring that up in class when right. I get called on. What I really liked was the rocket ship. Yeah. I'm sure you did, moron. You know. Teacher's thumbing through her book like, what? <laughs> 
God, I hate that kid so much. <laughs> but I, I was always, that was like the only thing in the back of my head. Maybe that's why you got C's, because they were like, I don't want this kid here next semester. Fine. Or next year. Look, you don't want me here. I don't want to be here. Let's just keep the boob moving. moving. <laughs> you know, let me be Mr. You know Steven's problem next semester. Just get me out of here. That's why That's why I don't understand like how my daughter is on the A honor roll, and like my son has like straight A's. with like, uh, He has A's with a few B's mixed in there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whose kid? Are these and your wife? It's got. It's your wife. Your wife's intelligent. My wife is extremely intelligent. Yeah. yeah. So your negative couldn't overcome her positive, which is good. Right. That's really good. Yeah. Because I've drugged many people down in my time. Same thing, you know, with my kids. You know, Everett's a lot like me. I can tell, and that's the thing. God bless my mom and dad mm-hmm. because I see what Everett's trying. The schemes that Everett tries to pull off. I was pulling him off. You're two, you're two steps ahead. I was just pulling him off better. Right. I was pulling him off cleaner. He doesn't have the execution style down yet. Right. And I know where he's going with his... I, I invented ways to skip work. Yeah. I invented ways to get out of learning. Yes. And of course, it has it led sho- me here. It shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you try to read, it shows. <laughs> so I just didn't know who the main character in The Gatsby was. But I, I, so I see it coming. Murphy's the exact opposite, though. Murphy is, she is straight and narrow. She does not like to even, she won't fib. Right. That girl will walk the line 100%. I don't know who da- her dad is. No, I, well, who knows? It was a wild time. Right. Seven, seven years ago. <laughs> Could have been that pool guy. Who knows? But good for her. Man, I, you know, speaking of back in the day and speaking of school and everything, I went to the coolest place over the weekend. It's called Starcade. And it's you pay $15 to get in. And it's all these classic 80s and 90s uh, arcade games. Oh, okay. Cool. And, and there was, oh, no, there's probably 100 games there. It was so funny because I was telling my daughter, I was like, I finally got to play. All the games that only the cool kids got to play back when I was a youngster going to the arcade. Because like the cool kids would would all like play Tron was the big one. They would play the uh, sit inside of it Star Wars game. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? And it's so funny, that Star Wars game is I mean, it's just lines. It's not even like the graphics don't really hold up. Right, you're not even playing like a picture of anything. You're just flying through like these lines that kind of look like they resemble something. I'm like, what am I even supposed to be shooting at in this game? But these obviously are, don't have the force. Right, these are the games that only the cool kids got to play back at the arcade because they wouldn't let a you know a young little dork come up. I was supposed to say, what did they just rough you up when you came by? No, they would just they would box you out. Mm. You know, it was di- it was a different time back then. Obviously, the only time me and my friend Tim Wones, who was like the only friend I had as a child, mm-hmm. would get to play those games is if we went to Terrace Mall, which was in Robbinsdale, Minnesota, and if we got there when they. Open like we, me and him would wake up at like six thirty as little kids on a Saturday, walk to Terrace Mall just so we could get in and play those video games before the cool kids got there. Whew. Yeah, that's old school. So anyway, I I finally won. It only took me thirty five years later. Yay! But boy, I was playing Tron, and that game sucks. I was about to say. And so does the Star Wars game, and so does almost every game from that era. I, Tron sounds like it sucks. It was it was okay. Okay, but it, I mean, like, there's just like if your kids are my, like my kids thought it was kind of cool because they would like the throwback aspect of it, mm-hmm. and there was some pinball machines there too, so that was kind of neat to play. But all the games are just like they're just looking at them like we have way better than this in our pocket. But it's more about just the nostalgia. Yeah. You, you could walk around with a beer if you wanted to. It was neat, man. Not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before, Everett got a stand-up arcade, and it was like uh, Marvel versus DC or something, whatever. It was a okay. fighting game. And let me tell you, man, for the first month, I flat-worked him. Yeah. I just beat the living crap out of him. And I, to the point... It was no longer a challenge. Right. I didn't you'd care. Be doing a, you'd be like eating a sandwich or something real pompous. Right. Something real pompous while you're play, eating an apple. And then like in August, everyone's like, hey, dad, you want to play again? I was like, sure. I haven't beat the crap out of you lately. He annihilated me. To the it, point of, I was like, hey, we actually, I, I, I didn't check time. We got we to gotta eat dinner. It's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You like hit the reset button. You're like a kid who used to hit the reset button when they were losing. It, it was bad. Like, he was hitting me with people off the screen. <laughs> I didn't even, I even, how did you do that? Is this a cheat? His brain is sharper, man. He's building dendrites and synapses way faster than you are. So now, this past Christmas, he got NFL Blitz. I have not let up on him. In fact, when he's at school and I come home, 
You practice? practice. <laughs> and I am just destroying him, and I will keep my foot on the pedal on that one. It's hard to remain the alpha male, man. It is It is tough. I remember that was pretty cool when you would be at the arcade, and there'd be a kid circling around, and you're playing like a fighting game or something, and you were doing well. What? That was almost like you're in the arena. But and then remember the kids who were just like really like you knew the kid. He was like a local celebrity. The kid who was really good at like Spy Hunter or one of those mm-hmm. games or uh, Afterburner. I played Afterburner. Like I walked past Afterburner at this arcade and I was like, "Oh my god." I knew what it was instantly. Yeah. And then just playing it, it was like I said, it was pretty fun because these were like and they were all I mean, like I said, 100 games from like the 80s and 90s. You should check it out sometime. And this is why, if you, and I guarantee if you got a little kid, I know for a fact your little child has watched someone play video games. Yeah. On YouTube right. or whatever, Twitch. This esports stuff, it's a almost, it is a billion dollar business. I know, that's now. crazy, right? Of like people playing, you know, different video games as a team in these yeah. arenas, like sold out like 15, 20,000 seat arenas. And they're like celebrities too. Yeah. Man, it's nuts. I need to talk about something that happened over the weekend. Oh, man. Are we taking it serious? Let me turn the music down, man. Are we taking this thing serious right out the gate? I could have been in jail. Okay. I could have gone. Did you smoke crack? The Kelly and Wood show could have been done for good. So, Andrea said we had to run out and run some errands on Friday. Mm-hmm. Fine. Let's go get it done. We did. So, we're out and about. Now, I have a habit, and I'm here to admit, I like grabbing my wife's butt. Nothing wrong with that. Right. I bet your wife likes it, too. No, she hates it. I've grabbed it, it many times. <laughs> <laughs> she likes that. She hates it when I do it. And she hates it. She hates it, but I don't care. The fact that she well, hates it means that I like to spice it up even a little more. Do you more. grab it aggressively? Do no. you tap it? Do a you lot s- of times, it's a smack. Smack it up, flip it, rub it down? Right, a little smack. A little smack, smack. All right. So, you know, whatever. I just like to give her a little smacks on the butt. Let her know you're you're looking and you like what you see. Exactly. It's if, paying off. If anything, it's a compliment. Right. That's how I've always Daddy, seen it. Daddy is pleased. So, I was out and about with my wife, and we got split up. And I'm coming down, boom, see her, whatever she's looking at in the aisle. Yeah. I'm on my phone, refreshing stuff, trying to figure out what game I would maybe like to wager a little money. Right, you're always on your phone, nonstop, 24-7. I'm predisposed. Mm-hmm. And walk up. Whoosh, what the? Wake the horse, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just give it a little, hey, how's about it? How's your father? It wasn't my wife. It was another woman with the exact same body type, everything, hair color, as my wife. And what happened at this? Did you slap it? Yeah. Gave it a little, like, little how's about you? <laughs> and she turned to me. I'm not lying to you. I've had a lot of panic-stricken moments in my life. You're lucky you didn't get slapped. I, where I have been like, oh, you know, where you knew yes. instantly you have done something wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could have collapsed on a t- like a dying star. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and he said, I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." How hard was it? I mean, just a tap. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't like you know winding up. Right. It was just a little, you know, boom. And she started laughing. I was like, and she was like, thank you. I was like, I thought you were my wife. You know, I said, I probably said, I thought she you said, were my wife. She said, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> hey, I probably said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I, I thought you were my wife nine times in four seconds. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so, so sorry. And my wife sees this entire thing and comes. I, I'm so sorry. I tell him all the time. She's like, oh no, my husband does it too. Right. Oh, if this woman wasn't so good, and by the way, if you're listening, thank you. Thank you, Sean. You could have called 911, and in today's day and age, I would have been tased right then and there. Right. Lead you're story on the news. Get, you're lucky you didn't get maced or something. Right. You know? I, and honestly, I probably had it coming. <laughs> you had it coming. That was bad touch. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I absolutely would have had it coming, and I was. I have never been so scared in my entire life. I don't blame you, dude. Then that eight seconds. Yeah. And Andrea, I, this is why I told you, you can't be doing that. That's why, you know, and, and she was more mad about the fact of the same thing. Like, I could have gotten arrested. Not the fact that I, you know, smacked another lady's right. tush. Right. You know, and I didn't know what to say. I mean, you know, 
What do you say at that point? You have a very nice butt. I appreciate it. You know, tell your husband he's a very lucky man. You know, I was just like, look, I'm so sorry. I will never do it again. You know, I was doing it four hours later. You know, right. (laughs) You can't take the cow out the cowboy. You know what I mean? But I'll give I'll give my wife a tap every once in a while. Like if she's making dinner or something, I'll give her a little. Does she like it? I don't know. (laughs) I, I don't know if she's pro or anti. I think most ladies are pro. And correct me if I'm wrong. Text in and let because me know. essentially, if you don't... I mean, that's us kind of telling you, like, hey, you look good. Right. Ooh, you know? This is look, a sign of appreciation. And maybe, I don't know, now that we're saying it out loud, it feels kind of icky. It seems kind of mess, you yeah. know? Is that toxic masculinity? Is that what that is? According to the news, everything is but, now. But it's done out of, like, it's almost like, it's almost naughty. It's almost like, hey, hey, girl, you're looking good. And that way, because you can't say it in front of the kids, you know, like, damn, girl, you're looking good. Oh, yeah, See, I can. Yeah. And I do that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Andrea has flipped the switch on me at times and smacked me, but it frightens me so. Gross. I'm like a cat. I would never touch your butt. You should. It's not even there. How does she even know where to slap? It's mostly it's mostly pelvic bone. She, she's slapping you in the kneecaps. Where is that thing? But I, I like jump in the air like when you come up behind your cat and doesn't know. <laughs> one time, one time, me and my wife were at Target and we're standing there talking, and someone came and hugged me from behind and like nestled their head in my back. You're welcome. I was just excited to see you, <laughs> and I was like, and my, and my wife, you know, she's Mexican. She mm-hmm. don't play, you know, when it comes to her man. Who is this, Mister Kelly? Yeah, she, whoops, she doesn't. Uh... <laughs> But it was somebody who thought I was her husband mm. standing there talking to somebody, and so she just went right for the hug from behind, nestling in the small of my back. Did she apologize? Well, she was. Oh, she was so embarrassed. She was what I was. Yeah, but but it's different. A girl doing it to a guy, mm. you know, you doing it to a girl is just bad. Yeah, it was not good. Uh, people texting in, uh, Dana, a light tap is acceptable. A hard smack is annoying. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to do that. I don't ever give a hard smack. Just a, Danielle. Pro butt slap. Emily on the other side says, no, it's annoying. My life loves it. Uh, it's a subtle way of flirting. I don't mind it. Okay, so the texts are split on yes. this whole thing. Yes, Max says, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I've never, I, and maybe that's toxic masculinity. I've never asked my wife, do you not like when I do that? Because she'll turn around and she'll go like, ooh. So yeah, she likes it. <laughs> Your wife would like it. Yeah, I think she wants to run to the bedroom a second. Like, ooh, look Next out, time girl. I see her, I'll get her fired up for you. Be like, Whoosh, that's from Kelly. You keep your hands off my wife. <laughs> She's been through enough. <laughs> it was so much worse. Yeah, she's been through enough, dude, without you touching her. Well, apparently now I have a... There's probably a sign of me in this store. Like, keep an eye out for this perv. That'd be funny if they were listening right now. Like, oh, God, that was wood. Yeah. I knew I hated this show. I hated him. <laughs> Off I go to somewhere else. But I just... I felt so terrible about it. So I even I even told him, I was like, look, I know it's kind of my thing, yeah. but I'm not going to do it in public anymore. Well, that's probably best for everybody. That's I will break for, that rule. That's I best mean, for your family and the public. There's no way I will be able to stand by it. But yeah. you know, hey, well, I'm glad that you're here today because that would have been like, dude, why are you locked up? Oh man, grabbing tush. <laughs> yeah, because you would probably no joke. I bet you would have to file as a sex offender then. Probably for touching someone in public. I bet you would. I had a friend of mine who got caught peeing in a parking lot. Yeah. And like he had to get like lawyers and stuff, like because he was going to have to do it. I don't know if he ever did or not. He was yeah. a pervert, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I, good to get him on a few lists. I felt so bad. So again, if you're that lady listening, <laughs> I, I apologize a million times over. <laughs> I think you've done your duty, Wood. I think so. Uh, should we do some history? Yeah. All right. It was on this day, all the way back in 1996. Magic Johnson. Talking to his teammates on his return, January 30th, 1996. Mark it down. He returned after uh, retiring in 1991 because he contracted HIV. Mm-hmm. Now, when he came, they retired his number. Did he get to wear it when he came back? Yeah, he wore the same one. Okay. Yeah. So as long as you're the same guy, you can wear a retired number. And you can wear the retired number. Like, a lot of places have gotten, like, permission and stuff from families. It's all ceremonial. Okay. So well, I understand that, but yeah. I'm just saying, you know, like, like no Bulls player will ever wear 23, will they? No. Because that would be weird. Yeah. And I'm Michael Jordan's not allowing anybody to do that. Right. Uh, it was on this day in 1969. I'm Ringo, and I play the drums. Uh, well, I'm Paul, and I play the uh, uh, bass. <laughs> I'm George, and I play a guitar. I'm John, and I, too, play guitar. Sometimes I play the fool. The Beatles' last public performance on the rooftop of Apple Records in London was broken up by police. Yeah. 
That's when they were in their super hippie phase. And you could tell, man, when you watch that, you can just tell those guys are burnt out, man. Not burnt out on drugs, but just burnt out on the whole Beatles thing. And honestly, that had to sound like crap. They're all the way yeah. up on that roof. Yeah, but I mean, it's an event. Right. It was, it, and I'm sure it was neat. It's been parodied. The Simpsons even parodied it. It's been parodied a million times. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that was back in 1969. In 2019. You know all those things you said you'd never do till hell freezes over? Well, it has. Hell, Michigan, who knew it would get down to 17 degrees below zero? Which is hilarious. That's national news because it's like 15 below outside right now. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, on this day in 2019, hell, Michigan froze over, and it was one of the biggest stories of that time. It's, It's always funny to me to hear like serious news people, like when they read a story that's not Serious? Like, play that back again. Like, how awkward they are to trying to be well, funny. Yeah. You know all those things you said you'd never do till hell freezes over? Well, it has. Hell, Michigan, who knew it would get down to 17 <laughs> yeah. degrees below zero? Yeah. It just, like, they, they spend so much time being so professional and everything's got to be... And then the one time you have to kind of cut it loose, it's like they can't. That's why the banter is always terrible right. on local news. It's almost like they don't know how to switch from reading the teleprompter to being a human being. Now, there's a few, like, Belinda Jensen is one that pops to mind. She's really good at being a human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy Schaefer, I would also say, is another guy on the news who's good at it. But so many of them... I actually dated a news girl for a while when I was down in Austin. Yeah. And it was weird because in public, it's like everyone expects them to be that way. That person. It's so bizarre. Like, and she, she would cut loose, man. Yeah. She would go ham. That's why I think, I think Barbara Walters was so good because she, she had that, but then she was very easy to like switch into like yeah. normal questions. You're right. Like that Donald's, when Barbara Walters passed away, they had that uh, Donald Sterling girlfriend clip. Where she was like making this weird thing, and she's like, "Yeah, be your Bugs Bunny." And oh yeah. She's off camera. She goes, "His what?" <laughs> I just it, it's it's a definite skill to be like that quote unquote news. I think Jen, who does our news right. with us, is very good in it. Just that awkward robot. Yeah, to be a normal human being, and they always talk like this. Right. Like it's like, who is that? What they teach you? How about you just get on the air? And although, would you take the news seriously if it was delivered like this? Probably <laughs> not. I reading it. Like, I like that guy who was like, why don't you guys ever put your trendings on the podcast? It's like, dude, because they're wrong like 98% of the time. Yeah. We'd just be reading things like, uh, that <laughs> can't oh my, be right. That happened? <laughs> well, we're all going to die. There's a New Mexico now? <laughs> just read the story. Oh, cool. All right. Anyway, some birthdays today, Wood. Celebrating a birthday. Yeah, now I have to leave the country after graduation. That's in a week. And I have to relearn my native language. <laughs> Good day. No, but first. I say that I can Wilder Valderrama is celebrating a birthday today. One of the uh, free channels I get, I think it's called Laugh, L-A-F-F is mm-hmm. the name of the channel. And they do, they show that 70s show every night. So I've kind of just started rewatching it. Dude, what a phenomenal show that was. I've been and, telling you. And I kind of forgot about it because I, I probably haven't watched it in 10, 15 years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Dude, that show is amazing. Yeah, it was so well cast. Everyone was so good at who they were supposed to be. Now, I haven't watched the new one, the new 90s one that's on, oh, on Netflix. Netflix. I haven't either. Because honestly, I've heard good things. Like, I've heard the cameos are really good. Like, Ashton okay. Kutcher's like in the first episode, I guess. So I heard the cameos are really good. I don't want it to ruin it, though. Yeah. Like, that 70s show is so good to me, I don't want to go in there and ruin it. And it's so. tough to come back, too, after the last two seasons when they had uh, Roy oh. or whatever his name was on it. Now, remember, Wilder Valderrama, when he was dating Lindsay Lohan, everyone thought she was the one dating down. Really? They were a couple for a long time. Well, how old is that dude, do you know? He's got to be like 43. Oh, right on the... Man, you're starting on Monday hot. It's Fizz. Come on. He's right on the uh, right on the money with that one. How about this one here? Celebrating a birthday today. Oh, good for you. <laughs> we were watching that whole clip earlier. That's about the only part I can grab that isn't laced with curse words. <sighs> if you don't know, it's Christian Bale, and this is a famous rant that he had. Uh, was it on like the set of like one of the Terminator movies? Yeah. yeah. And a uh, lighting guy was checking the lighting while he was. You know, in character, being an actor. Yeah. And he just lost his ever-loving mind, man. He just berated the hell out of this dude. And it's funny, too, because like, the camera pans around to everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's just looking around like, what the hell is going on? Well, like, I'm not moving. He just flipped out on everybody. Yeah. I, do you ever watch those videos on like YouTube or whatever where it's like, you know, 
actors flipping out on people. Mm-mm. Like Michael Sarah was one who you'd think that he would be such a nice guy. And there's like a scene where he is just laying into people and tearing them to shreds. Dude, you weigh 84 pounds. Watch how you talk to me. Well, and, and what is so stressful about your life? Right. You're pretending. Right. You're literally play acting. Relax. Yeah. Some of those actors that take it like, oh, who's the, Daniel Day Lewis? Yeah. And uh, was it um, who was the Shia LaBeouf? Oh yeah, he's... who wouldn't like take showers and stuff when he was acting? You know what movie I documentary I started watching over the weekend was uh, the one about Jim Carrey when he played Andy Kaufman. Yeah, and about how he was he was like, how deep was I going to go into this character? I'm like, dude, just re- shut up. Andy Kaufman was supposedly a nutbag too, right? But Jim Carrey's like, I didn't know where I ended and Andy began and all this stuff. And I'm just like, shut up, do yeah. Because Andy Kaufman, he used to book like stand up gigs. Like there was that real famous one where all these people came to see him do like a stand up, and he just got up there and read the phone book. Yeah, for like 90 minutes. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh boy, whose birthday was it again? <laughs> Andy Kaufman. <laughs> I think he's like 96 <laughs> and dead. Uh, no, it's Christian Bale. Oh, <laughs> I still think Christian Bale's best Batman. 48. Oh man, you're close. I'll take it. He's 49 today. Mm, okay. And also celebrating a birthday. And the only reason I'm doing this birthday is because I want to play this one of the sweetest horn breakdowns ever in a song. Try and be in a bad mood when this. You can't, I'm not a Phil Collins guy. I'm I, I oddly enough am. I don't know why. I like Phil Collins. Uh, but I have no idea who I won't apologize is. for it, Wood, as many times as you ask. 75? Oh, you're swinging a miss on the last one. <sighs> Phil Collins is the ripe old age of 72 today. He's doing so well. Yeah, he did. Hey, two out of three ain't bad, my friend. Awesome text coming in. Wood's going to have to start wearing an ankle bracelet for that <laughs> store arrest. Uh, protect your butt. Wood is coming. Uh, I love a good butt grab from another texter. Got to go grab, but not the slap, guys. Okay. So, but right. I don't slap it to where like she can't sit down. It's just yeah, like a that's assault. Just like I'm here, little little heat check, if you will. I'm here and I likes what I sees. Rachel says, "Go ahead and watch the new show. It won't. Uh, it'll make you want to watch that '70s show even more." Okay, watch what the '90s show? Yeah, maybe okay. want to make you watch the new one even more. It's only like ten episodes, right? I could bust that out in yeah, a couple five days. five hours of your time. Big deal. Got it all day. All right, we have what's trending on the way next. Pamela Anderson's former husband, you've maybe seen this, that she's getting left a grip. Do you know how long they were married? That's the crazy part. I got that story coming up for you next. And a new music video has people asking, hey, are we sure this is actually even okay for kids? Oh, God. Here we go. This happens a lot. Eey. All right, well, we got what's trending on the way next. Sunday.